Hello, everybody. We are back with another episode, and today we don't have any guests, but it's just going to be the stars. <laughs> it's just going to be me and Gabby and all of our personalities. You have all of our different personalities, all 100 of them. But today is a testing episode because we just got new tech and new gear, Yay. so hopefully you notice a new quality sound. I hope so. I'm going to cry myself to sleep. Um, but shout out to uh, Noah, who helped with all our technical problems with Only King's podcast. So We will be on his podcast in a couple weeks, so be on the lookout for us on that. listen to his stuff. Yeah, he's it's pretty got cool. really good quality sound and topic. <laughs> yeah, we're just in a learning process now that we started our podcast. Everything's a learning process, but it's fun. Yeah, and neither of us are tech savvy, like at all. I don't know how to use my phone. Or <laughs> it's funny because you have a business that's like based all off of online. Yeah, it's. I use the what is it the little like help button a lot. But what's cool is because, like, the people that I use the help button with, like, they actually respond with videos of them, like, taking me step by step of how to do it. Oh, nice. Is that specific to what you use? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's helpful. Well, um, today we are doing a celebration because I just finished school. Woo! Yay! So I finished, well, technically not all of school. I still have to do clinicals. And but I'm done with all of the didactic work, which means the actual learning part. Didactic, didactic. I'm done with the dick. Dick. <laughs> no, but I'm so excited. I have been in school my entire life. She and really has. Literally my entire life, and now all 18 years of it. All 18 years. All 15 years of it. <laughs> no, but I'm so excited. I really can't believe it. I think I'm in shock. I walked out of my final. Just I don't know what to do with my life. Do you mouth to mouth? Yeah, you can. We can do mouth to mouth. I just, I don't think I need it, but I want it. I don't know. I read somewhere that that helps with shock. <laughs> I read it in my head. That's not true. Don't listen to me. If someone's in shock, don't suck their face. <laughs> I heard this from Embody Your Health podcast, and obviously they know everything about health, so I'm going to go ahead and do this. They're a reputable source. Don't yep. take anything we say seriously. But today we are having a celebration drink. It's twisted tea, and Natalie has her brown sugar oat milk shaken espresso from the Starbies. Shout out to Gabby. Mm-hmm. She brought me Starbies. I don't like the way that sounds. <laughs> what do you mean, this? We're going to do some ASMR for you guys. But today we're just going to have some... <laughs> Some good conversation. Yeah, we have a few questions that we were talking about in my kitchen before this, and we were like, wow, this would be interesting really topic to talk about. Should we start with um, an internal monologue? Oh, I didn't show you the video, but yes, we should. Okay. So, a little backstory. About may- a month ago, maybe, my sister sent me this video on YouTube of this doctor explaining internal monologue and then I made a poll on Instagram to see how people's brains work and a lot of people have internal monologues so if you have one don't be embarrassed don't Um, be embarrassed (laughs) don't be ashamed of your little voice in your head um but basically that video that the doctor was talking about was explaining like people either have internal monologue or they have like visual monologue I guess where you see things (laughs) instead of hearing things I'm not explaining this well. Um, 
you see like a image in your head. Like for example, me, I think like I talk to myself all day. It's a weird, like I have an internal monologue of like what I'm going to do later. Whereas Natalie, she will think of something, but it's more in like a imagery picture Mm -hmm. in your head. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I just live in a coloring book. I love that. (laughs) No, but so yeah, we, um, I had a brain fart. People are going to think I'm the drunk one on this episode. Um, I'm just sleep deprived. I don't listen to my own advice. Um, oh, yeah. So basically, it was just like in the video, it had you read a sentence. And the doctor was explaining, like, if you read that sentence in a voice other than yours, then you have like a really strong internal monologue. If you read it in your voice, um, you know, maybe you have internal monologue. Or if you saw the image or saw the words in your head you have more of like a vision based monologue and an example he used was like have you seen the queen's gambit on netflix the chess no tv show it's really good um but in that show she can like visualize the chessboard in on the ceiling granted it she does that through the use of drugs but like <laughs> okay i don't know he put this as the example in his video so yeah. i'm going with it but she can like see the chessboard on the ceiling and like visualize her moves and how the opponent would do it and so he was saying like if you don't have a strong internal monologue chances are you have like a vision based monologue and so we just wanted to see you know just kind of talk about because our brains are kind of different when it comes to monologue Hers, like, she was saying she has conversations with herself 24-7. Yeah, like, I literally, every single, I think from the moment I wake up, I am talking to myself. If it, What's the first thing that you tell yourself? I guess what I have to do for the day. Like, I wake up, and I'm like, okay, what am I going to wear today? And then I'll, like, talk to myself about what I have to do, and I'll see something and have a conversation about whatever I see. If that so makes when sense. You, kind of. But when you have a conversation, is it like a different voice in your head talking to you in your voice? Like your voice is there and then the internal monologue is a different voice or is it both the same? They're both the voice? same. Yeah. So I, I talk to myself in my voice. If that makes sense. Does your internal monologue ever tell you to do things that you don't want to do? No, we were talking. I feel like this goes into intrusive thoughts because I sent this video to Natalie the other day and it was like, whenever intrusive thoughts overtake your life and she was just like having a good day then it's like I can really murder someone right now I'm like oh my god (laughs) but we were talking about different intrusive thoughts and I don't really think about hurting people with intrusive thoughts but I think about like if I were to keep driving into a wall or like what if I just didn't turn my car right now or like stop at a stoplight I'm like and I just kept going what would happen well I know it would happen but how would it feel see my intrusive thoughts are based around feeling like I want to know no, I I agree. I want to know how it feels to fall off a building. <laughs> or I'd be like, I could really, like, break my finger right now. Or I could, like, bite off my finger right now. Um. <laughs> Let us know if you guys have intrusive thoughts. Because I'm really interested in what types of intrusive thoughts people have. Because Nat- I was talking, or Natalie was talking to her husband. And he doesn't have intrusive thoughts. Yeah. I don't, I think... I feel like everyone has intrusive thoughts about... It's kind of oh. weird, but, like, self-harm, if that makes sense. Like, oh, oh yeah, I no, can, my intrusive I can thoughts are aggressive right now. towards myself, as we were talking about. I won't go into details about it, because I don't want to get censored um, or taken down on podcast platform. But, like, my intrusive thoughts aren't really ever towards, like, other people. I mean, granted, every now and then when someone does something stupid, I'm like, wow, I should really just 
backhand them or something, you know, but I feel like that's pretty normal. I don't know. Um, mine are more towards like, like myself, my intrusive thoughts are more towards hurting myself and not like a suicidal way, just more of like, what does it feel like? And you know what always wins on my intrusive thoughts is fire. What do you mean fire? Like anytime there's a fire, I'm like, oh, I should really touch that and see how long I can hold my hand in it. And then I go and touch it and see how long I can hold my hand in it. Stop. Or like, oh my gosh, in restaurants, my intrusive thoughts win all the time when servers are like, oh, this is a hot plan. I'm like, give it to me. I want to feel it. Like, I'm like, let me see how hot it is. I want to burn my... <laughs> so I'm pretty sure I don't have fingertips anymore. But, um, or like even with like, if I microwave something or like the other day I was roasting garlic in the oven and I did it in like tinfoil, which isn't necessarily the best thing to do but I don't have just whatever so I roasted it in the tin foil and then I like sometimes I'll just go and take things out of the oven without mitts just to see if I can tolerate it and if <laughs> and if my hands hurt or if, like it's fine <laughs> and then like I'll take it out and then like I'll just like pick up the foil and see how long I can hold it for <laughs> so that's the one thing where like my intrusive thoughts can't like they always win is when it comes to fire it comes to heat and fire yeah, so it's kind of nice that I married a firefighter because hopefully I won't set myself or her house on fire, but you never know. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> no, my intrusive thoughts are either like things when I'm driving, I'm like, what if I just keep going right now? Or, yeah, or if I'm talking to someone, I'm like, what if I just slap the shit out of them right now? Like, I don't know why. <laughs> Mine is curb stomp. What if I just curb stomp this? Did you know curb stomping is illegal? What's curb stomping? Oh, you sweet angel. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's um I was I was describing our per- this oh, I'll get back to the curb stomping, but I was describing our personalities the other day. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh yeah, Gabby, you know when she when she says opposites that we are opposite, like she's not kidding, like she's very sunshine, rainbows, golden retriever, and I'm a raccoon." <laughs> Yeah, I, I feel like that explains See, and this why. is a great example because like she doesn't know what curb stomping is she also didn't know what a casting couch was <laughs> but um curb stomping is when you're fighting someone and they're on the floor because you dominated and they're on the floor and then you get their jaw on the curb and you smash their head in oh. with your foot on the curb and you like break their jaw and ruin Stop. their life and ruin their life <laughs> and them um, katana wins I don't like that <laughs> Uh, yeah, but that's what I want to do to people. <laughs> Not, don't worry. If you're in my presence, you're safe. I won't actually. I have restraints. Um. <laughs> She's on four-point restraints. People are going to be commenting on this. Like, these chicks are psychotic. They're not mentally stable. Well, I mean, yeah, we're that's all, normal. Everyone I don't think anybody's that. mentally stable in 2023. I think we're all a little cuckoo. Um... Yeah, like, I mean, mine's not really bitch slapping. Mine's more of like, wow, I wonder if, you know, I just like tripped you and you fell if I just curb stomped you. Like, how would that go? Or, um, yeah, mine are like, dude, driving over the Rio Grande is so hard. Because <laughs> anytime I drive over, I'm like, oh, what if I just fucking yeet and then went into the river? Like, it's, or like the off ramp on yeah. I 40. Mm-hmm. I'm always like, what if I just like, crash into it and flip my truck over it and just fall but then my toxic thing is also thinking that i'd 100 percent like survive all of these things yeah you're talking about that your toxic trait is thinking that you can survive in any violent situation yep and curb stomping people 
<laughs> I was dying with that thing that I posted on Instagram the other day, and it was whenever you're going to punch someone, do this first, and then the person twerks. And like, that way they're distracted by, by you shaking your butt. You know butt. what's funny? Is so on Instagram, I'm in a group chat with my sister, her husband, my husband, and me. Mm-hmm. And they sent that video in the group chat, and they're like, Natalie and her self-defense classes. <laughs> I was like, hey, if it distracts them, it's it works, okay? You know? And so now yeah, I'm like, I feel like someone would be caught off guard if you did yeah. that. Or like the same thing, like have you seen those videos where it's like a guy explaining like how to fight? He's like, all right, step number one, take your pants off. <laughs> and he's all, because the dude's most likely not going to want to fight a dude with his cock out. And then you win. <laughs> and if he does, then like now you can just fucking slap him around with it. You've got an extra... <laughs> I really wonder what someone would do. Like, I want to have someone that intrusive that actually take your pants off. Yeah, I want before fighting them. Uh huh. And I want to see what someone that was trying to fight them would do. Like, would they just keep going, or someone that was trying to like mug someone, and then you're just like (laughs) acting weird. You're like, here's my dick, and just takes it off and like starts running at them with your pants. (laughs) Me when I got robbed in Africa. Just be like, surprise. <laughs> oh my goodness, I love it. Yeah. Um, but let us know if you have intrusive thoughts. and Make us feel more normal, please. Yeah, I just... Well, like I was telling Gabby, I was talking to some friends at this gym that I used to go to, and we were talking about intrusive thoughts, and they were telling me that their intrusive thoughts are more towards, like, harming others, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, mine are more towards harming myself. So it's interesting and then there's some people who, like, allegedly don't get harmful intrusive thoughts. And it's more yeah. just, like, something that stays in the forefront of your brain and, like, kind of nags at you type of thing. And I'm like, it's not as fun. Yeah. I feel like How does it that's feel not really... Stable? Just kidding. I feel like that's not... Well, I feel like everyone has to have intrusive thoughts. And if you don't, but why? then you're... I think it's just human nature. <laughs> or what if... Hear me out. What if... What if the intrusive thoughts... Are the other version of you that's living somewhere in the metaverse. <laughs> the metaverse. <laughs> and that version of you is having those thoughts. And so your brain gets it and you're like, why am I thinking this? And it's actually the other you that is experiencing those thoughts or curb stomping people in a different realm, in a different time zone, in a different existence on a different planet. <laughs> this is like totally off topic, but you just made me think of, do you believe in like deja vu? What's deja vu? Where you feel like you've lived something before. Like you'll be having a conversation. You're like, wait, I've lived this before. Like can you believe in types of like reincarnation or. Oh, yeah. I mean, like I told you, I don't believe that energy goes anywhere. So like when we die, our soul goes into something. (laughs) Our soul goes into something else or someone else. Tell them your belief on that. Oh, yes. Okay. So uh, other. Just got a tongue tied. Um, real quick, but to finish the deja vu question, can you get deja vu in your dreams? Because like I have reoccurring dreams, and I've woken up and I'm like, oh, I've had that dream before. I think that's different. Oh. I think like a because I've had reoccurring dreams, but they're scary dreams. Oh yeah, same. My reoccurring dreams are always terrifying. My reoccurring dream has to do with the grudge, and yeah, I don't know why. I've had it ever since I was little. Have and... you seen the grudge? Wait, what? Did you see the grudge when you were little? Yeah, because. <laughs> My siblings hated me. Isn't that an R-rated movie? How yeah. little are you talking? I don't even honestly. Now that you think that you say it, I don't know. I, I was, was really three young. years old. I was really young because I remember from a really young age. I used to have dreams of the Grudge, and 
It's the same dream. It's like I'm in my living room and then I hear the... Uh, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like that either. And then all of a sudden I turn around and she's walking out of my mom's room. And then she like stands up and starts to walk towards me and then I wake up. And it's that I've had that same thing over and over again. So I read this book completely, well, I don't know. It's a fictional book, but it could be based off something true and they just didn't disclose that. But it was a book about how these people were able to, through like sleep paralysis, um, they were able to share the same dream and like accomplish tasks in their dreams. Mm -hmm. And it was like super creepy and it really messed with my brain for a really long time. Have you ever had sleep paralysis? I don't know. So when I was younger, I don't know why my parents didn't get me up for adoption. Because, like, when I was younger, <laughs> shit, if I was my parents, I would have, like, thrown me away. Um, when I was younger, I used to get, um, what are those things called where they're not nightmares, but they're worse? Like night terrors? Yes, night terrors. I used to get night terrors and sleepwalk at the same time. So I would, like, my poor parents, I'd, like, sleepwalk into their bedroom, stand at the foot of their bed, experience a night terror, and just, like, scream bloody murder at the foot of their bed in the middle of the night. Oh. And, and like, multiple times. Like, I don't, or I would just, yeah, I don't know. Or I, like, I'd wake up. It got to the point where, like, if I had a night terror and I wasn't sleepwalking, I would feel bad about waking my parents up to comfort me and my sister hated me at the time so I knew not to mess with her so like I'd go sleep in the bathtub oh like there was like a nightlight and I don't know I just didn't take the nightlight to my bedroom but like, <laughs> but like I would be so scared because I think with my brain like the bedroom was a place where the terrors happen yeah it's like I'd go and I'd sleep in the bathtub and so my parents knew like if they couldn't find me in my bed to check the bathtub <laughs> And I still find comfort, like, in sleeping. That. <laughs> That's so interesting. I wonder the psychology of But that. so I don't know if, like, I ever had any – I think – so I don't remember a lot about my childhood or things, and I think it's my brain protecting me from things. But, like, I don't – like, I'm – I feel like I've seen things in my sleep that were real, but, like, I don't even know how to explain it. I think, yes – like, my gut feels yes. Do you want me to tell you about my sleep paralysis and you can Is it really it scary? That? Yeah. Like, how scary? It's very scary. Like, will I have to sleep in the bathtub tonight scary? No. Uh, I think okay. it's... And I think it's induced by stress because my I was living with my Thea and my uncle at the time. And oh, I was... Nice yeah. It's really, really pretty. But I was living with them at the time. And I was just in a really stressful point in my life. And I noticed that I will have sleep paralysis whenever I am stressed, like super stressed. But during that time, it's always the same thing where I can look around the room, but my eyes are closed, if that makes sense. But I can, like, in real time, like, I can, I know that my body is in sleep paralysis and I cannot move. Like, you can't move, you can't talk you feel like something is on your chest and like on your just on your chest like bearing down and you can't move and then I see like a black figure and then I will look away and be like okay I need to wake up this isn't real and then I'll look back and it's closer (laughs) and then I'll look away and then I'll be like okay this isn't real like I need to wake up and I literally can feel my body shaking like trying (sighs) to wake up and trying to open my eyes and then it'll finally like get close enough to where I wake up and I've had this same one too. I was like trying to call, oh, this this is a creepy one. So me and 
Ryan, we went to Joshua Tree and we were sleeping in the back of his car because we were driving all the way to Yosemite. And um, it was so hot in Joshua Tree and I was just stressed because we were like sleep deprived. We had driven like 10 hours that day and I was having sleep paralysis and I remember talking to Ryan and him talking back. Like I'd be like, I don't even know what I said, but I remember him like actually having a conversation with me and then he, I woke up because I was having sleep paralysis and the next day he was like, I wasn't talking to you. And he was literally like, hey, babe, like, wake up. Yeah. And it was just, yeah, there's weird stuff. that I don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. There was actually a, a research done recently where, uh, I, want, I think it was in Tokyo, where they used MRIs to decode dreams based yeah. off, like, wave frequency and stuff. And I was like, I don't want to know what my dreams mean. Um, but isn't it, like, so crazy how, like, you can talk in your sleep, walk in your sleep? Like, I remember... You know, I wouldn't only sleepwalk when I had night terrors. I'd, like, sleepwalk at regular times, too, like, regular mind states. I don't know. But, like, so growing up, you know, I lived in, like, a good neighborhood where there was, like, no crime, whatever. So, like, we didn't really ever, like, lock the doors until I started having sleepwalking problems. And then my parents had to, like, put an alarm system on the house to keep me inside. Because, <laughs> like, there was one time where my dad freaking found me, like, in our front gra- like our front yard in the grass like, just asleep, and then there's another time where it's, like, in our backyard, you know, the, like, the little bar top that we had. Yeah, was that the one where he found you asleep in the grass? No, this is a separate, oh, yeah, it's at my parents, my childhood house. Um, so the front yard, the grass that we had, like, one time he found me there, and then another time in our backyard, we had, like, a, an island top bar, Mm -hmm. and he found me on top of the bar asleep, so we made an alarm, we made an alarm system, too. Dude, I don't know. My sleep, like, when I was younger, my sleep was really weird. Cause, like, either I'd be talking in my sleep, walking in my sleep, terror- terrorizing in my sleep. <laughs> or, like, there was one time when we had, like, a wood-burning fireplace. Or maybe it was gas. I don't know. We had a fireplace in my childhood home. And there was one night where, like, we didn't close it correctly or we did something wrong. And our whole, I lived in a two-story, and our whole downstairs floor filled with smoke and set off the fire alarm. Oh, my gosh. And my mom's room, so thankfully my dad was a firefighter. I come from a family of firefighters. And so my dad, um, in my parents' room, they had a balcony on the second floor. <laughs> the fucking fire alarm goes off and stuff. And um, apparently, I don't know if they forgot or they just, they were just so like in the moment. Yeah. But I didn't wake up to the fire alarm. Because I used to be, like, I've slept through a, um, what are those things? Earthquake. I've slept through an earthquake before in California. I slept through the fire alarm in my house. And, like, my dad, when the fire alarm went off, I was told this later that, like, my mom, they woke up and my dad was like, oh, I'm going to go downstairs and deal with it. Like, you get the girls, go to the balcony. And I guess my sister ran into my parents' room, freaked out, and my mom and her went onto the balcony. And then... I don't know. I don't. I You're think just asleep the whole time. Yeah, I'm just like, hmm, wow, oh, this is nice. I'm used to screaming in my like dreams. Burnt chicken in here, <laughs> right? And I don't remember if like at some point someone realized that I wasn't accounted for and they came and got me, or if I woke up <laughs> and like moseyed my way over, confused, like what the fuck's going on? <laughs> but at some point, I did, and I think I ended up on the balcony at some point. I honestly don't know. Isn't that weird? How, like, yeah. And then, like, your sleeping can change? Because I'm not as heavy as a, of a sleeper anymore. No, yeah. I'm, I haven't been a heavy sleeper, I think, since school started because I'm just stressed. I haven't been a heavy sleeper since I moved out of my parents and lived in bad neighbors, neighborhoods. 
ever since. Bad neighbors. <laughs> have bad neighbors, too. Yeah. I Have you ever been able to control your dream? It's like lucid dreaming. So I don't... Mm, I don't know. Yeah, no. Uh, so there's one... I don't think it's lucid dreaming, but there's one time where I got very high. <laughs> and I had an out-of-body experience while I was awake. Oh, interesting, yeah. And I... I honestly think the weed had like um, what is the stuff that looks like honey? Dab? Meth? No. I'm <laughs> I had some heroin in it. <laughs> no, I think it like it was a really. This was when weed wasn't legal, so I don't really know. Yes, I think it's dab. Yeah, I think it had like some or it's like waxy in it stuff or something. I don't know, but it was like, yeah, I remember I did it with my friend. And she was telling me about it, and I was like, okay, cool, whatever, you know, I trust you, blah, blah, whatever, I don't need a driver, go anywhere, it's fine. And I remember, like, sitting there, granted it was, like, a floor bong that, like, went up to my chin, like, standing. Ma'am. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I, so, like, we did that, and I was, like, sitting on the couch, and I remember, like, feeling weightlessness, and then I remember looking down at myself sitting on the couch, and I was just, like, exploring around the house. And then I don't know what happened after that. I don't remember. So I don't know if I was asleep and that happened or if I was awake and I was just so high. A hallucination. Yeah. I I've been able. I don't know. I've been able to, like, I know what, that I'm dreaming and then I'm exploring my dream, if that makes sense. Like, mm. I'm like, oh, okay, I'm dreaming. And then I'll be like, okay, I can control this. I can do whatever I want. Like and that episode of SpongeBob when he goes and explores his dream and all the other dreams? No, I don't remember that one. Oh, okay. It's a good one. Yeah. He realizes that Gary, his snail, is very smart. I love but it. No, I don't, I don't want to train my dreams. I don't want to unlock that part of my brain. Yeah, that's kind of crazy. So um, go ahead and have bad dreams all the time. Yeah. Return to what you think about us that we're made of stars and soulmates. <laughs> Because Natalie asked me earlier, and she's like, do you believe in soulmates? And I'm going to let her explain what she thinks. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do my best to explain it in a way that makes sense. Because it makes sense in my head, but sometimes it's hard to make it make sense out of my head. Yeah. So, so I personally find comfort in the idea that we were created from, like, the Big Bang Theory, essentially. And not to say that there's not, like, a creator. I definitely think you know, something had to start the Big Bang or whatever. But I think, like, I find comfort in the idea that we are just energy and it's not created, it's not destroyed. So we've been here for, you know, centuries, but we just take up different forms when our previous form passes away. And in my mind, our soul is essentially our energy, like, unit. And so I think when, you know, the Big Bang happened, it was intentional because whoever is in charge up there, <laughs> was like, you know what? I can do more than just galaxies and stars. Let's make people. <laughs> a people. And so, like, they needed to make the people from something. And so since that matter, that energy was already there, the creator was like, you know what? We're just going to break up this energy and we're going to make humans. <laughs> and we're going to put an exocell, like an exoshell on them. And the insides are going <laughs> to... Obviously, like, our insides, we have organs, but, like, the soul, like, the the core unit is energy from the stars. And so 
you know, the stars explode, whatever. But because energy can't be created nor destroyed, the star that you like you came from, the energy that exploded also went to other people and to other forms, people like animals. Like each individual explosion of that star is like from the same star. So, yes. so I think like I think we have multiple soulmates and they take form in like different things. So like for instance, I feel like Gabby is like my friend soulmate and Harley is my animal soulmate and like Garrett's my like uh lover soulmate. Is that what it would be called? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Um and so because of that, like I think that we all came from the same star explosion and I think like based off your connection, maybe one person has more of that energy that you're looking for to complete the star. So like maybe for me, like Garrett has more of that energy and it was like looking for him. And now that our energies are combined, like it feels safe. It feels right. It feels just. And like yeah. same thing with you, you know, same thing. Like I always, I always tease Garrett that Harley and I are soulmates and the universe wanted her and I to be together. So they brought me him. <laughs> Which, if you see me in Harlan in real life, like, you get it. He gets it. He yeah. doesn't take offense by that. And so, like, you know, I grew up with dogs all my life. And I loved all of my dogs. But I've never felt a connection with a dog <laughs> as much as I do Harley. And I know it sounds like I'm some crazy dog mom. But, like, so I think, you know, like, in our star explosion, like, Harley had some of that energy. Gabby had some of that energy. I have some of that energy. Garrett has some of that energy. You know, all that stuff. And it's our way of finding the energy that we came from to make it whole again Mm -hmm. so to long story short i do believe in soulmates i just think it's like that we come from stars and i think that's really pretty (laughs) i think that's really pretty (laughs) what like it's a pretty thought like yeah provides me comfort yeah no i think it's a i think it's a cool way of thinking about it i don't even know i was telling Natalie that I just go down a rabbit hole when I think of the creation of humans and the earth and how everything works as one unit. Because, like, I think of, it's kind of a weird thought. I think of Horton Here's a Who. And do you know, like, how everything, like, you look at one thing and it's, like, its own little ecosystem. But then you look at another thing and it's its own little ecosystem. And everything works in unison to, like, make that that. Like, what Mm -hmm. if we're just on, like, a fucking little piece of lint and this is our this is our reality what if we're in a simulation we're all npcs yeah but i i definitely believe in a creator but i don't identify with a religion if that makes sense Mm -hmm. because i don't know i just feel like there's there's too many things that happened in my life specifically where it's it doesn't just happen just to happen like there's specific reasons that certain things happen or i was telling natalie that I like to pray and certain things in my life have literally like the exact same thing that I prayed for have come in true, you know? So I don't know. It's a very, religion's it, a weird thing. Yes. Like it's a very interesting, like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, I think it's a way to create comfort. structure and, and comfort too. Cause it, essentially like if you look at, and you know, this is just from my own upbringing. I feel like if you look at religion, it's more of a way of under like coping with why we're here and what yeah. happens after. Because if we didn't have anything that provided that structure, like, mm-hmm. I don't even know. <laughs> People and things would go crazy. Oh, yeah. Because then you think about if there isn't a point to all of this, then it's like, what? So do you believe in like afterlife? I do. I believe 
like in the sense of heaven or hell or like reincarnation? I, or? I don't believe that there's like a heaven or hell, but I do believe that like, I don't even know what I believe. I just believe that some, I kind of believe that like our energy is transferred to some other thing. Cause mm-hmm. they're like, even certain things where I'm having deja vu, like I'm like, Oh, I've lived this before. Like maybe who I was before in this previous life, like this was a certain message. I don't even know. No, that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't, I was raised Catholic. Um, and actually I remember I was like 13, I think, or 14. And, you know, I did like baptism, communion, confirmation, Sunday school, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Went to church, like mainly every Sunday. And something, I mean, some stuff happened in my life that kind of led me to not relating with the Catholic church anymore. But I remember being like 13, I think, is when you get confirmed or however old you are when you get confirmed. And I remember just kind of like going to my parents and being like, look, I don't, (laughs) I don't believe in the Catholic church anymore. Like it doesn't, it makes me more upset, like the more I learn about the Catholic church and I don't find comfort in it. And since, you know, I lived under their roof and they're both, you know, Catholic and stuff, I was like, is it okay if I like go explore other religions and, you know, like find something that actually brings me peace and stuff. And they're very supportive. Um, my dad, I mean, he's not like, it's funny because like my grandma, my dad's mom used to be like a Catholic headmistress mm-hmm. and stuff. And, but my dad, you know, he's just seen so much in his life from like, being in the Marines, responding to 9-11, like, oh, yeah. firefighting, like, all this stuff that, like, I think he believes, but he wasn't as, like, strict about it, whereas my mom was definitely a bit more, like, we have to go to church every Sunday, this type of stuff, and so she had asked me, she's like, well, just sit down and talk with our pastor, preach, priest, priest, it's Catholic, priest, right? priest yeah, um, she's like, just sit down and talk with our priest, like, ask him your questions, see if he can answer them. And kind of what had started, like, this whole religious journey is a friend of mine, a really close friend of mine, had committed suicide. And, like, in the Catholic Church, you know, that's, like, the greatest sin to do is to, like, kill yourself. And so in my mind, I was like, this doesn't make any sense. I'm so confused. Like, all this stuff. And so that's kind of, like, what had started it. And so a lot of my questions were based around that for the priest. And thankfully, we had a really great priest who was really patient, very smart, very compassionate. And... Like, I was even an altar server in the Catholic Church. Oh, I can <laughs> um, see you up there. You know what's ironic? What? Is like two Halloweens ago, Garrett and I went as an altar boy and a priest. <laughs> Guess Stop. who the altar boy was? <laughs> but, um, sorry, side note. Um, but it's like, I had my conversation with the priest, and it went really well, but it just, it didn't get, I didn't get out of it what I needed to justify staying within the Catholic Church. And then, like, yeah. at the time, my grandma was still alive, so, like, I had a conversation with her. Like, um, some of my mom's siblings were really religious. Like, I had talks with them and stuff. And so, essentially, my mom, she was like, can you just get confirmed so that if you do leave the Catholic Church, you can be welcomed back, which that's a whole other thing that's weird that I don't necessarily want to get into. But, like, that would be a whole other episode episode on its own. But so I ended up getting confirmed, which I'm glad I did. Um you know, I got my Nino out of that. And so like, yeah, super, super happy with that. But as soon as I got confirmed, I essentially had their blessing to like go explore other religions. So like I looked into Buddhism, Hinduism, and related with that a lot. But once again, it just didn't like, 
it didn't provide the like the comfort and the reasoning that I needed. Mm-hmm. And so kind of just like not necessarily gave up. Like I stayed very spiritual. But it's just like for me, it frustrates me more. And I know that I'll probably get some like feedback on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like to me, it frustrates me more that there is an idea of heaven or hell. Because in my mind, it's just like why would our loved ones be taken from us to go live in a separate world without us or vice versa. Like, to me, that makes me upset. That doesn't provide me comfort knowing that, like, my loved ones are in a separate place, mm-hmm. you know? And so, like, with me, what I find comfort in with afterlife is, like, kind of reincarnation and that whole idea of, like, the stars and energy is, you know, our energy goes somewhere else. You know, so like not I haven't necessarily experienced deja vu, but there's definitely been times where like I've had thoughts that don't feel like mine. Yeah. Or like I know things that I shouldn't know. And it's like, why do I this is from past me? Yeah. Previous me. Or like there's sometimes where like a song comes on that I've never heard before and I know the and it's like an older song and like mm-hmm. I know the lyrics to it, the whole song. I'm like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah, that's happened to me before. <laughs> what? And so like in that aspect I think it's like like, our energy stays around and it goes into, like, other people or animals or plants or whatever. And if we get, you know, kind of lucky enough for it to be shared with another person after life, like, I think at some point we kind of have a very blurred line of understanding, like, their prior existence in us. Like, whether it's, like, being able to know their songs that they, you know, or the deja vu or whatever it may be. And so, like, to me, I like that idea yeah. of, like, when we go, it's not... I find more comfort in the fact that when we die, we just kind of die. And then our soul, like, carries on to yeah. other people here on Earth. Mm-hmm. And kind of, like, our memory gets wiped of, like, our previous life to an extent. Yeah. But I don't know. That's just me. Yeah. I I don't know. I'm not firm on, like, one belief. But I am very spiritual. And I pray. And I think that there's some sort of higher being. I don't know what I believe in. And like whenever we die, I'm not, I'm not sure. Cause I feel like everything is based off of something that we can't see. And it's really hard for me to believe in things that I can't see, you know? Um, but I don't know. Then there's also that discomfort of thinking like, what if we die and nothing happens, you know? And it's But just, then we died and we lived were our able, life. I feel like you're able to live a life more freely and fully if there's no expectation that your life continues after. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, I think it's just like, I don't know. I feel like I've only, I don't even think I've met anyone in my life who agrees with the idea that death as just death and nothing continuing is more comforting than there being something afterwards. Mm-hmm. I feel like opposite. I feel like I, I would want it to continue. Mm. I don't know. It's a weird thought. Um, do you believe in people that can talk to people that have passed on? Like, do you believe in that? Yes. And I also feel like talking about it opens up a portal for them to come and talk to us. <laughs> it is Halloween. <laughs> spooky, spooky, spooky. Then a little mic is going to come and just like float. To, and then it's going to be like, right. Yeah, no, I can't like, so... I can't do scary movies or, like, ghost stories or things like that anymore. Um, Not because, knock on wood, I don't, I don't know. I feel like I've experienced things, but then my brain is like, "Mm, we don't want to deal with that. Let's just push it down. Literally. (laughs) And so then it's like, did that actually happen or was that a dream? And I don't really know. 
And so, like, I personally, like, when it comes to scary movies, because, like, Garrett loves scary movies. And so Halloween comes, and he always wants to watch scary movies together. I'm like, no, go watch them with all your boyfriends at work. I don't want to see it. Like, I don't need to do it. Because, like, with having a very visual brain and a very intrusive brain, my brain remembers every single detail of whatever scary freaking image is on the screen. And then my brain is like, hey, you see that corner over there? Whether it's dark or not, it's like, boom, let's put a very realistic image of what you just saw in the scary movie in the corner and make you think that it's coming to kill you. Or, like, and it's just, I can't. And, like, it just, like, I, my intrusive thoughts when it comes to, like, scary movies or stuff like that like no matter how hard I try to change my thought it just it doesn't change it just stays in the back like kind of waving at me like hey we're still here like you can try and push us away but we're still here yeah and so like I used to be forced to watch scary movies in high school because like my friend group at the time all loved scary movies and if I didn't agree to do it with them like I don't know. It was just kind of like peer pressure. No, it wasn't you. Okay, it was, I was like, it was the other friend group. That was all because I'm your only friend, so. Yeah, I'm just kidding. I mean, you're my only soulmate friend, okay? <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, like, so I watched a lot of scary movies growing up, and, like, my dad claims to have had, like, some spiritual encounters. And I definitely think that, like, in a sense, you know, our soul since I believe in the fact that, like, it go, like it gets reincarnated into something, you know, like, who's to say that there isn't, like, a a little time period where the soul's trying to figure out where to go. <laughs> but I don't think it presents itself in, like, our loved ones or, like, it has memories or, like, vengeance or whatever it may mm-hmm. be. But it's still, like, the idea – but, like, I'm also very, like, I will believe in anything until proven wrong. So it's, like, I believe in, like, you know, ghost. I believe in whatever because it's, like, in my mind, we're here. So how can I sit here with my existence and be, like, no, that doesn't exist? Yeah. You know, so same thing with like mermaids and like all those things. I believe that they're truly real because once again, we're here. So like, I feel like it's just small minded to like, yeah, to think that we're the only ones ever here and there's not like another universe that has other beings or living things. Like, that's just stupid to think. And so like, and who knows, like, maybe I am completely wrong about like what happens afterward and like maybe we do just roam the earth haunting people. I'm like, but like, I remember this one time. I was, like, getting my hair done by this lady, and somehow we got into the topic of, like, ghosts and stuff, and she was telling me, she was, like, yeah, she's, like, my mother, you know, I don't remember the whole story, but, like, it was something that was, like, passed down generation, generation, story-wise, and she was talking about how if you talk about, like, ghosts and dead people and stuff, it's essentially, so, like, think about it where, like, our universe is on top, and then there's, like, another universe underneath and another universe above, and so, like, there's timelines or portal lines, or whatever, and so, like, when you talk about certain things, it's, like, essentially opens a weak signal into the different universes, Mm -hmm. or time zones, whatever, so that those things are, like, summoned to you to ruin your life, (laughs) so, like, I don't, like, and for some reason, that just really resonated with me when she told me it, and ever since then, I can't, like, shake that thought, or feeling of, like, if I talk about these things, um, but it has to be, like, more specific, like, very, like, specific ghost stories or, like, yeah. encounters, things like that. So, in my mind, I'm, like, any time that, like, we watch a scary movie or, like, we talk about, like, specific scary things, it's just fucking opening a portal for them to come and torment me. Yeah. So, like, I don't like those, but I do like the, like, torture horror movies. <laughs> like, where it's people, because I'd much rather fight a person than a demon, because I can see a person. You can't always see a demon until it's too late or it's in you. Or it's in you. 
or possessing you, I guess, is a more appropriate way to, or maybe, I don't know, but, so, like, I like, you know, like, the Texas Chainsaw, like, Saw, um, like, just all those movies where it's more, like, human people that are mentally messed up killing people and wearing them as costumes, yeah, Yeah, I don't like demon movies either, just because, it's just so evil, and I, I agree, if I feel like, ooh, are you guys spooked yet? No, I don't like watching those. I I don't mind like horror films, but there's definitely I've never seen a ghost actually, but I've had like scary encounters and I don't know. I'm the same way like, oh, that's not real. And then Ryan and his family like they've claimed like everything that they've like seen ghosts and stuff and like certain things. And I'm like, oh, no, it was probably the wind. It was probably the You know, my dad's house that he's in right now. Yeah. Him and his girlfriend claim that there's a fucking ghost that lives there and they named him. What's his name? I don't remember. Or her name? I don't keep it in my mind because I don't want it there. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> but like, my dad, so, like, my dad and my grandma, once again, on my dad's side, and also my grandma on my mom's side, they all have, like, claimed multiple things. And so my dad, um, he's from Jamaica, and so is, like, you know, uh, most of my family on his side. And in Jamaica, like, there's very traditional beliefs when it comes to ghosts and, like, voodoo magic and all these things. And, like, it's... There, it, it's real. It exists. Um, yeah. And so, like, growing up in Jamaica, him and my grandma and stuff would recall stories about, like, very certain things. Or, like, there's this one very haunted place in Jamaica called Rose Hall Manor where, like, they've claimed that they've seen things. And then, like, my mom has seen things. Like, my grandma has seen things. Like, I, knock on wood, I don't think I've seen things, but I think I've heard things. But once again... And then I think when I was a kid having night terrors, part of me feels like maybe I was possessed. <laughs> yeah. there's Well, there's definitely things like, mm. for example, in my mom's, do you, can I talk about this or it's like a specific story? Is it okay? You can know. say no. Maybe. We it's can not, start it and then okay. I just cut you off. Okay. So, um, and it was crazy because not, it wasn't until a couple years ago where me, my brother and my mom talked about it and like all of us experienced the same thing. But I was, I was littler, little, is that it? That's not, I was more, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was younger. And at the time I was sleeping on the bunk bed in my brother's room. And I always just had like a weird feeling in that room. But there was several times where I heard like something say, Hey, and like, I felt like a tap on my back. And like, I would like, look, I'm like, Patrick, like, stop. And then me and my, I told my brother and my mom about this, like maybe a couple years ago. And they said that they experienced the same exact thing. And this is the house that I've slept in with you? Yeah. <gasps> Isn't that weird? And I'm like, Patrick, stop. Or like, I Are would you... just like ignore it. I hate when like people don't disclaim that you're going to be in a haunted house. Cause like, I won't show up. But like I used to, my mom's I friend, show up. my mom's friend, she used to like, have a little daycare at her house and every now and then I'd help her out if she had to like run an errand or something I can't believe people left me in charge of their children but like I'd like watch them and stuff and then one time I freaking come home and my mom's like hey did you meet whatever I don't remember the name and I was all what and she was like yeah it's the ghost that lives there I was like what evil what tell hmm you need to tell me these things because then I will say no and I will not show up and I was like what do you mean and she's like yeah there's like a little girl that like haunts her house I'm like no "Eh, no and I was like what what proof do you have like what you know and I guess my mom's friend has a daughter and one time she woke up 
in like the middle of the night and she had fucking scratches on her back in an area that she couldn't reach herself so i never um went over to that house ever again um yeah so if you're watching this and you're a friend of mine and you live in a haunted house do not invite me over i will not come over okay 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 Okay. Okay. I'm never going to your mom's house ever again. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's kind of creepy. But, yeah, there's just certain things. And then there's also certain things where it's not even, like, a scary thing that happened. But talking about, like, where we go and different signs. So, uh, it was years ago when I was younger and my cousin had passed away. But he, that morning specifically, there was, like, two huge hawks. And, no, there was a big hawk. There was two doves that were in my backyard. And it was just him and his um, brother at the time. So him and his brother were there, and this hawk comes. I guess I'm not explaining the story correctly. Okay, so I saw – let me explain it better. So I saw these two doves in my backyard, and then I was like, oh, my gosh, do you see this? And they were just, like, staring at us, like, just chilling on there, and we were, like, probably, like, five feet away from them. And then all of a sudden, this big hawk comes down and grabs one of them. And literally, like, I swear to this day, you can ask, it was me and my dad in the backyard. It vanishes. Like, feathers go everywhere. I don't see the bird fly away. And just the hawk and that bird vanish. And then it's just that one bird left. But then literally, 10 minutes after that, we get a call that my cousin passed away. And, yeah, like, not even... <laughs> That's this is crazy. A... Yeah, like certain things that have happened like that or like like I was telling you earlier where I'm like praying for a certain thing and then five minutes later something happens that answers that prayer. Well, like it's interesting that your experience with those doves because I have an experience with doves too. Ooh, tell the story. <laughs> so my grandparents um, on my dad's side, my grandpa passed away when I was young, uh, maybe like seven, eight, I don't know, pretty young. Old enough to remember things about him, which is really great because he was a cool guy. Um, but my grandma then passed away years after him, I think when I was maybe like 13-ish, around that age. And so their wishes, because, you know, they're both from Jamaica, that's where they had their family, that's where they grew up, all this stuff. Um, their wishes were to be cremated and to have um, have their ashes sorry, um, to have their ashes spread out somewhere in Jamaica together, like have them combine and then spread them in a public place in Jamaica somewhere. <laughs> so when my grandma passed away, all of my family on my dad's side, we met up in Jamaica and we got this boat um, and we went on like a little boat ride out into the ocean and stuff. And there was one section um, where like we had stopped to sprinkle our ashes and we all said you know things about them and stuff and literally the moment after we spread their ashes two doves I don't fucking know where they came from but two doves just randomly appeared out of no almost as if they came out of the water but doves don't do that yeah so like it's almost as like they came out of the water and then they just like flew over us and off into the sunset and I was just like and we all saw that and we all just like stood there in silence watching it and then like everybody at the same time like started crying and I was just like there goes Granny and Poppy. Like, and it was such a beautiful thing, but yeah. also just so crazy. And there's certain things that happen like that. And it's you. if you guys have ever had some sort of spiritual experience, go ahead and comment because we want to know. Or you can send us a message. Unless it's scary. 
Yeah, unless it's like... Don't put a disclaimer that says, Natalie, don't read and don't, you're not invited. (laughs) No, but it's just certain things that, like that, that happen, and it's, there's like certain signs, it's just crazy. It was like, so last year, a year ago, actually, a few days ago, it was a year ago, my other dog, Wiley, had passed away, and I remember after he had passed away, um... There would be, and it was interesting because it was only when Garrett wasn't home. Because, like, with him being a firefighter, he's gone two nights of the week. And, you know, he had taken some time off, obviously, when Wiley had passed. But when, you know, we, he just couldn't take any more off, he, he went to work. And it was only when he wasn't gone. Because, like, when, whenever Garrett would go to work before Wiley got, like, too sick to get on our bed, him and Harley would sleep on the bed with me. And Wiley, being a German Shepherd, you know, he's very protective. So, like, he would always position himself on the bed to where he was between me and the door. Yeah. Um, and he'd always sleep with his head facing the door. Mm-hmm. And that was something, like, he'd, like, before we'd get into bed, like, he'd be laying on the bed, and he'd be laying, like, however, you know, in a silly position. And then the moment that, like, I'd get into bed, if Garrett wasn't home, he'd reposition himself to sleep in, a, like, a protective way, which was really mm-hmm. sweet. And when, after he passed away, whenever Garrett would be at work for a few months, I'd be in bed with Harley, and I'd hear him like I'd hear Wiley yeah like I'd hear him like how he like would shake his body and I'd like hear him like he had like very specific noises to him and so like I'd hear him and I'd like feel his presence on the bed and it was very comforting but also very creepy at the yeah same it's time. kind of scary when you have those encounters it's kind of like oh, you said it's yeah. just comforting it's like oh I can feel that there's an energy here then it's yeah but then it's also kind of creepy because it's like oh yeah passed away dog is in bed with me like it's you know but it, it, like I said it was also really comforting because I think like he kind of knew that I like we weren't ready to let go and then you know like I really struggled on the nights when Garrett wouldn't be home with sleeping because like it's hard enough when Garrett's not home to like sleep normally mm-hmm. and then after losing him like just being so sad and stuff like I it, it was almost as if like he was watching and he would like come and give his like protection yeah when he could tell I needed it which was really comforting and sweet but then when like now when I look back I'm like oh that's also kind of creepy too <laughs> but also sweet like I mean I would still welcome it like I'd much rather be haunted by my dog than some like old person who like well, you built know, a it... house on their bones or something like that that's one thing that <laughs> I'm so you know what someone told me which is really scary <laughs> it's like because Gary and I were building a house out in Rio Rancho and I was told that like a bunch of like this murderer the serial killer went on, like, some murdering spree and, like, fucking dug up or buried all the victims in, like, Rio Ranch. Yep. And I'm like, what do we fucking build on these dead people's bones? Like, because not all the bones were retrieved. Like, only some of the bodies were retrieved. And it's like, what if we build on one of them and then they haunt us? I don't like that. I don't know. Let's change the topic. Yeah, well, now we're kind of changing that. You made me... We don't have to talk about this, but you made me think about, like how many encounters we have of like murders murders you know like we oh, can be at a grocery yeah we can be at a grocery store and who knows like there can be a freaking sociopath in line with us there's i've definitely had some encounters where i was going to be kidnapped and i'm not laughing at you being kidnapped <laughs> i just my i have a very dark sense of humor so the way i deal with these what, things what were you thinking laughing. no just i'm i was thinking of you being kidnapped <laughs> But, like, it's not funny. I just don't know how to deal with it, so I laugh. And it's also, my brain also kind of went back to a few episodes ago when you were talking about how your worst fear is to be kidnapped. Yeah, it's my, 
my all-time worst fear. I hate it. And there was this one time where I used to park about 15 minutes away from class. Stop laughing I'm at not me. laughing. <laughs> and, I'm listening. And I was walking after class, and there was this white van that kept passing me, going back and then circling back around, passing me both ways. And then he stops, and he stops right next to me, and he's like, hey, um, I work for UNM. I was wondering if you can point me where the drop-off was. And I was like, first of all, and while he was doing this, he kept looking behind his van, like as if there was like someone back there or I don't know. And your gut is always right. And my gut was telling me that this guy is not good. And he kept telling me like, oh, I don't know where the drop-off is. Can you point me in the right direction? And I keep walking and I'm like not very interested. I'm like, first of all, if you worked at UNM, you would know where the freaking drop-off is. By the way, for people who aren't where we are, UNM is a college here. It's a campus. Yeah. College campus. So she was on college campus. Yes. And he asked me that, and I was like, I don't know. UNM is that way. And then he's like, okay, cool, thanks. He rolls up his window, keeps driving forward, and then he keeps circling back around. Like, he goes down one street, and he'll make a U-turn, then keep going right next to me. And... he waited until I was inside of the neighborhood because I parked my car inside the neighborhood so I didn't have to pay for parking. And he stopped again right behind me. At this point, I was, like, freaking out. I had Ryan on the phone. I'm like, babe, he's going to kidnap me, and I want you to be on the phone with me. And I, I, in real time, I probably should have just gone back to campus where everybody was instead of continuing to walk. But I had my mace ready. I He oh. stopped his car, and I literally, ha- like, pointed my mace towards him. And I was like, what? <laughs> Like, I want him to see that there was, like, I'm going to fucking spray your eyes and you're going to have to kill me right here if you want to take me. But he stops again, rolls down his window, and he's continuing to look behind his car. And he says, oh, um, I just wanted to see if I could have your number. I'm like, no, "No, you cannot. And first of all, you would have asked for my number the first time and you would have waited until I was alone inside of a neighborhood. And then he drives off. But I was like. My gut feeling was this guy does not want to do good things to me. <laughs> okay, so first off, if you're a guy or a girl listening to this, don't be creepy when trying to ask for people's numbers. Like, there was one time, I'll talk, actually, I almost got kidnapped like two days ago, um, and we'll talk about that. But there was this one time where I was leaving Liberty Gym, and this dude, it was like nighttime, um, it was close to closing, and this dude like follows me out and I'm aware that he's following me out and I get into my car and I lock the door right away and I'm getting ready to leave and I watched him and he had like walked past my truck and then I'm like turning my key in the fucking key slot yeah thank you (laughs) and I'm turning it and I'm like getting ready to leave and I hear fucking knock on my window and I'm like what the fuck and I look over and it's the same dumbass and he's, like, tapping on my window, so I roll it down, like, very little, not enough to where he can do anything. And I'm like, what? And he's like, uh, I just, I just, I wanted to, like, ask for your number. And I was like, no. no. And he's all, why? And I was like, you realize it's nighttime. You followed me outside, walked past my car, then came back up to my car and tapped on my window. Like, why would I want to give you my number? And he's like, oh, well, I didn't want to, like, interrupt you while you were working out. And I was like, well, I appreciate that thought. I was all, but this is not the correct way to do it. So if you're a guy or a girl, do not follow people to ask for their numbers. Do not be creepy. You will get curb stomped. Um, And you need to know that women are always on high alert. Like, I literally, like, that's constantly on my mind if I'm walking alone and some guy or even, like, just creepy people walk past me. I'm always on high alert and... 
Ready afraid, to throw down. Yeah, afraid that someone's going to either mug us or try to kidnap us. Like, that's always on our mind. So be mindful of that and just be respectful. Don't be a freaking creep. Yeah. Like, chances are they don't want to give you their number anyway. So yeah, unless they're making icons. Go look lost in a Michaels, then women will approach you. <laughs> that's how you get lost in a Michaels. What? Yeah, like the craft store. Because women love craft stores. I love craft stores. Like it's like the same as like a woman going to like Home Depot and looking confused. Yeah. Hopefully to like get a guy to be like, oh, my damsel in distress. What do you? What ails you? What 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 do you need help with? You look confused. Construction's hard. And like that was sexist. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> and, and so then like the women's like, oh. I need help with this wood, like, you know, whatever. I don't know how to use a hammer. Can you show me how to bang this? And, like, (laughs) um, and so it's, like, the equivalent of, like, instead of a woman going, like, into, like, a more man-based territory, like Home Depot or, you know, Lowe's or stuff like that or Ace, it's, like, a man goes into, like, Hobby Lobby or, like, Michael's and looks confused and women are, like, oh, look at this little boy. Like, what do you need help with? Look at this little boy. (laughs) That sounds weird. But, like, so, like, try that out instead of, like, following people to their cars. Um, Yeah, no, so a little backstory. We currently, me and Garrett, don't live in a good neighborhood. Um, It's, we live, like, if you're from New Mexico or Albuquerque, like, we're by the war zone, which is funny that that's an actual, like, title of the yeah. place here in town. Um, so we're by the war zone, and it's, so, like, we don't really get, like, our neighbors aren't that bad. It's more like we just get a lot of, like, homeless people from Central. Like, there's, there's like, literally one time a few weeks ago I was, like, walking Harley, and this dude was just, like, shooting up outside our house with needles, and I was like, oh, that's nice. Um, or, like, we found, like, needles on the ground and stuff, and mm-hmm. yay, New Mexico. Shout out to our governor. Um but we, so a few months ago, just to really paint a picture of how lovely my neighborhood is, a few months, well, like a month before our, our wedding, I got a death threat from a neighbor. Well, it wasn't even my neighbor. He was my neighbor's, like, guest. Um, and he left a note that was like, I'll fucking kill you. And I have my cameras watching you and stuff. Ew. And, um... There's a whole reason why he threatened me. I didn't do anything wrong. I was helping his dogs, but I don't know, like, what. But So there was, like, an incident, an incident, an incident, what the fuck am I trying to say? There was a... Incident. Incident. There we go. (laughs) There was an incident that, like, happened that, like, he retaliated with that note. It's not, like, just randomly he was like, you girl, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Um, But, so he left me a, a death note, which was really cool and really great for my mental health. Um... And so, like, for the past few months, like, anytime that he shows up, like, I don't necessarily feel unsafe now. At first, I didn't feel safe because I was like, fuck, this guy looks crazy. I've seen him. Like, what if he does try and kill me? Like, I'm supposed to get married in three weeks. Like, I had so many panic attacks. Um, But then I realized, like, that he's just... I feel like I shouldn't call him names in case he's listening to this because he knows where I live and what if he does try and kill me again. But um, he's a little soy boy. And <laughs> I realized soy that, like, boy. like, he's just lame. Okay, <laughs> I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> he's just a little, he's, like, I don't think, I don't know. I get from, because we've had some, con- my dad and Garrett and me have had some confrontations with him since that note. And the way that he responded, like, his body language and stuff, it just makes me think that, like, and I also know that he doesn't own a gun. Um, and so, like, it just makes me think, like, 
And he's had quite a long time. If he wanted me dead, I'm pretty sure he would have killed me already. Like, you don't leave a death note and then, well, I don't know. But so for a while, he, like, got kicked out of our neighborhood because of this whole instance, like, incident. Like, all the neighbors were on my side and stuff and all this drama. And then he came back recently and one of his, so the issue is he has, like, a bajillion big dogs that he doesn't care for or watch and they just, like, roam around off-leash in our neighborhood terrorizing people and so like poor harley like i don't feel safe walking her in my neighborhood because i'm scared one of their dogs is going to come out and try and attack us because we actually caught it on video like a few weeks ago one of his dogs was stalking us up the walkway to my house and i knew it was stalking us and i was just trying to keep harley from not seeing the dog because harley's a very protective dog when she's on leash which i want but i knew that it would break out in a fight and i wasn't trying to break up a dog fight so i was just like trying to keep my cool so harley would stay cool and not like sense the dog that was slowly stalking us behind like a few feet away yeah. and like i have it on like ring video and stuff but like so that's been going on and then we just like i said we just have a lot of creepy people like i can't tell you how many times our ring has caught like people trying to like break into our house steal our hoses like just like there's one time where on video we had like these two this couple like, trying to break into our house, and one of them realized that we had, like, a ring cameras watching, and they're like, oh, no, like, we gotta go, and there was, like, another time before I moved into this house, where, like, Garrett, on his ring, caught someone <laughs> jumping into our backyard before we raised the walls, and, like, running across it, and then jumping into our neighbor's backyard, and then they actually ended up breaking into our neighbor's house, so, like, not a very good neighborhood, sorry, mom, if you're hearing this, but, um, like, two days ago, I was walking Harley, and this car stops, like, right next to us, turns, like, gets out and opens up his trunk. And I'm like, oh, fuck, this guy wants to put me in his trunk. Like, <laughs> he's going to kidnap us. And I'm thinking, like, Harley is usually, <coughs> excuse me, Harley is usually a very good guard dog when we walk. Like, she's very protective. And she usually does a great job of, like, not being friendly to men. <laughs> but for some reason, today, she decided, oh, I don't want to be best friends with this guy. So, like, he, like, the way that he parked, he kind of blocked us from being able to go around to, like, the opposite side of the street. And so I'm like, all right, whatever. Like, we'll just make, make ourselves look big. We'll puff up the chest. We'll do a gorilla call. Like, a lap flare. We'll lap flare. You know, head held high. You know, make it look. Like, make direct, direct eye contact with him so he knows that if he hurts me and I get out, I can identify him. And Show the teeth. Up. Yeah. You know, exactly. And, you know, mind you, like, I... Like, I'm just in workout clothes, like, my hair is a mess, I'm a mess, like, that's important for later on in the story, and, um, we're walking, and so I'm like, okay, whatever, like, we'll just walk past him real quick, like, usually Harley doesn't try to engage with people, so we'll just walk past him real quick and be on our merry way, but once again, like, something in my gut was saying, like, this dude's weird, like, stay away, and we're walking past, and all of a sudden, my freaking dog decides to be BFFs with this guy, and tries to get in his trunk, (laughs) because so I'm like panicking internally I'm like fuck like what is how I can't what am I supposed to do like I don't have my phone with me I don't have anything you don't have your phone with you ma'am stop did I say that I meant I did have my phone on me so I was calling 911 at this point (laughs) and um but what had happened is he was like oh sorry like and the way that he was staring at me made me feel as if he wanted to like cut my skin off and wear it like that's how weird he was looking at Ew. me. And um, he's like, oh, sorry. He's like, I'm actually delivering dog food to this house right here. He's like, your dog must smell it. I'm like, or she smells the dead bodies. But um, 
so she's like being all friendly with him and I'm like trying to get her away from him because I'm like once again my gut is still weird like he looks like he wants to wear my skin like I'm so I'm like Harley let's go and finally I get her like she listens to me we start going and we're just like walking you know I'm trying not to be friendly I'm like you know giving him major bitch face like being really short and as we're walking away this is the weird part he was he stopped he like calls out to me and he's like hey He's like, I'm really trying to work on my confidence. And he's like, so I just want to let you know, you look really cute today. And I like give him a weird look. And he's like, but don't worry. I know you have a man, so I'm not going to pursue you. Ew. And I was just like, <gasps> internally, I was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? We need to go. We need to go. Like, but I was like, I just looked at him and I was like, okay. And I just turned around, like left. And he like watched us walk away until we were out of sight. And I was just like, so I had to stop and have a talk with Harley about how she's not allowed to approach men without my approval. But I was just like, okay, first off, what the fuck? Like, I look cute today, yeah, and why funny. does he, like, he said it so confidently, like, but I know you have a man, I'm not going to pursue you. We're going to need to, I'm going to need to start watching you, because someone, no, okay, someone's following you. Oh my goodness. Well, this has been a great conversation. We I kind know. of, <laughs> we dove into so many different topics that I don't know how we got there. It was very on point with October, though, being Halloween. Maybe we can do, like, a Halloween-themed thing episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll plan it. But next, well, actually, this week, we have a special guest coming, so that'll be the following episode. And yeah, we're, really we're very excited, excited about, about that. it. That's going to be a good conversation, because she talks real well. <laughs> she talks real good. <laughs> yeah she's all smart she's in med school so we're gonna ask her about the brain Mm -hmm. and all kinds of good stuff that she's really passionate about Mm -hmm. and she also used to live like she went to school in italy um yeah i'm pretty sure it's italy don't quote me on that we'll know for sure soon but um she used to go to school in europe and so i really want to pick her brain on healthcare system and education in europe versus here in good old america yep and uh yeah we'll probably talk about drugs because so her and i we used to work together on clinical research for uh opioid based drugs and like how it works in the brain and stuff so probably dibble dabble in that a little bit yeah and have a good conversation and then we have exciting news for the next one too yes we i want to announce it now but it's it's a very exciting jump and another step in this podcast journey so we are excited to share everything and thank you guys for listening If you haven't already, please subscribe, and if you want to, leave a review, give us some stars, give us some feedback, give us some love. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening. Bye. Ta-ta.